Hello and welcome to the Golden Wheel Tavern. It's actually quite busy in here today. We have about three different adventuring parties meeting up for the first time here today. Between you and me, the party composition on some of these groups is kind of whack. I don't think they'll make it. Hopefully, whatever group you end up with can do better. Speaking of doing things, today we'll be covering the most iconic part of D&D, the dice rolls. When it comes to D&D, there are a few dice you will need. Any hobby shop or game store will, more than likely, sell sets of dice containing at least one of each of the common dice for D&D, those being a 4-sided die, a 6-sided die, an 8-sided die, typically two 10-sided die, a 12-sided die, and a 20-sided die. Each one of these has their own purpose and role. We'll cover why you might use each, and also the situations where dice come into play, and how to determine what the numbers mean. Your dice set is the most important tool you'll be using during your gameplay. It's how you'll generate the numbers that the DM will use to help shape the story. Honestly, a random number generator online would do the same job, and that is how most online groups do it. But there is something iconic and memorable about the clatter of dice on a tabletop and shouting that you rolled the maximum on your dice. I recommend buying a few sets of dice. While you technically only need one set, if you ask anyone who plays D&D a significant amount, they will have many sets and opinions on each set. One of the most important things to remember is that there is no such thing as too many dice though. A quick disclaimer on rolling dice. When it comes to rolling dice, a lot of people have absolutely horrendous rolling habits. They just drop their dice, failing to roll them at all, or they have inconsistent rolling rules. You probably understand how to roll dice, but we must cover some finer points just to prevent fudging of numbers or poor habits while dice rolling. Roll your dice in the open. Roll them on a flat surface. If you are using a dice tray, roll it so it bounces off at least one wall of the tray. Read the number in total before touching the die if you're just rolling one. If you're rolling multiple dice, make sure to call out each number before you pick up the dice. If it rolls off the table, re-roll. If your die is crooked, re-roll. You may have specific house rules regarding rolls, but they must be consistent. You don't get to keep a good roll when it's off the table, yet re-roll a bad one when it goes the same way. Don't tilt your head and squint when it's crooked and say it's an 18 one time, then say it's crooked and re-roll it when you roll it too. Good, clear, dice rolling habits help keep you and everyone else in your group honest, and honesty is the best policy in D&D among the players. When it comes to the dice, the 20-sided die, shortened to D20, is the one you're going to need the most. It does the biggest job, being the most used, helping determine the outcome of your attacks or your skill checks. It tells you how poorly you remember the history of the land and laces your words of persuasion with such flow and vigor that few can resist them. The D20 is your main die. Whenever the DM asks you to make a roll, it will almost always be the d20. Typically, when the DM asks you to make a roll, they will tell you what kind of roll it is. This is important to pay attention to, 
since it will tell you how to determine what you rolled. When the DM tells you to roll, take your d20, roll it, then tell the DM the total of the roll before picking up your die. There are three main types of rolls the DM will ask you for. These three are skill rolls, saving throws, and attack rolls. Each one has their own time and purpose, and each one uses the d20. When your DM asks for a skill roll, they will specify what skill they ask from you. Sometimes it will be based on what you said you wanted to do, and sometimes it will be based on what the DM has set up. In either case, you take your d20, roll it, and add the relevant skill modifier and your proficiency bonus if you are proficient. Attack rolls and saving throws work in almost the exact same way. Rolling your d20 and adding the relevant skill modifier and proficiency bonus if you are proficient with the weapon you are using or the saving throw you are being asked to make. All this information should be on your character sheet, clearly marked to make this go as quickly and as smoothly as possible. Few things drag a game down more than a combat where everyone has to stop and ask, wait, what's my proficiency bonus? Or, wait, am I proficient in constitution saving throws? And if so, what's my modifier? While the d20 is your main die, each of the dice has its own uses. The lowly four-sided die, the d4, is a secret powerhouse. It might not be able to roll as high as any of the other dice, but it's probably the easiest to get rolling besides the d20. Many abilities and spells use a d4, usually to increase or decrease rolls. The cantrip Guidance is an example of a roll-altering spell that gives a d4. You may think it won't do much, when you are stacking abilities and you're rolling 3d4, or you're short of a roll by 2, that little pyramid is an absolute blessing in every way. The d4 is also the tools of a brand new monk and tavern brawlers, especially those using improvised weapons. It will also save your life through healing word and basic potions. It is a must use for spellcasters with magic missile guaranteeing d4s of damage. The classic D6 is a brand new bard's favorite friend, a daring rogue's main accomplice, the darling of dual wielders, and the literal lifeblood of wizards and sorcerers. A bard's inspiration, their most iconic ability, is based on a D6 when they start. When it comes to a dual wielder, unless they take a specific feat, they must use light weapons for their attacks and any light martial weapon is going to do a d6 of damage on a hit. As for wizards and sorcerers, it's a d6 that determines their health pool, as a d6 is their hit die. Alongside determining their health pool, a d6 is also a dear friend of spellcasters. The spell that's considered as one of, if not the most iconic spell of D&D, Fireball, uses 8 d6 for damage. It's also the die that a rogue uses when they pull off their sneak attack, throwing a whole pile of d6s at higher levels. While the d6 is loved by spellcasters for the classic fireball, the d8 is the dice thrown around most often besides the d20. Almost any marshy trained combatant holding a shield will be throwing d8s, alongside dexterous fighters with the dual wielding feet. Quite a few spells, including a handful of very useful cantrips, use a d8. 
The classic healing spell Cure Wounds also utilizes D8s. A paladin's signature move, their potent world-shaking smite, takes piles of D8s and adds it onto damage in exchange for spell slots. The Battlemaster Fighter, shaping the battle with their maneuvers and instructions, start out using a D8. The D8 is also the hit die for many of the classes. The D10 is a niche die but is used with higher level abilities and is a favorite of Warlocks since Eldritch Blast, the classic Warlock cantrip, deals a d10 for each bolt and the classic cantrip of Firebolt deals multiple d10 at higher levels. Any martial fighter swapping from one-handed to two-handed with a versatile weapon will typically do a d10 with their weapon while it's being held two-handed. It's also the hit die for the frontline fighter classes such as fighter and paladin. The d12 is the largest die used for damage. This is what you get when you swing your two-handed martial weapon or when you hit a wounded creature with the very potent cleric cantrip of Toll the Dead. It's also the hit die for the tankiest of tanks, the Barbarian. This is the largest die you will use besides the d20 and it's very much possible that you'll never use it for a given character. Just like every character having a purpose, every die and every ability has one as well, and D&D is finding and using those tools in their proper situations to help tell a story. Even if you play online, having a set of dice is something most people enjoy. There's just something fun about rolling them, and if you ask a D&D player, you will find the vast majority of them have a rather large collection of dice and dice sets. So go out and find the set that fits you. A crystal set, a metal set, a rainbow set, or just a plain white plastic set, the dice should fit you and what you like. Overall, the dice are just number generators, but they take on a certain feeling once they've helped you or hindered you. They become more, just like the story you're telling through your actions in the game. Next time, we'll get into discussing something very important, party composition. Some of these new groups in here definitely need that lesson. In fact, it looks like one's about to start brawling with each other, so I have to go deal with that. I'd like to thank you for listening, and I ask you to rate us highly on whatever channel you're using to listen. If you want to follow this on Twitter, check out at the Tavern Keep and tweet about us using hashtag Tavern Keep. If you want to support this project, other than sharing it on social media, you can check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash the Tavern Keeps Guide. I'm Ryan, and this has been the Tavern Keeps Guide. Thank you, and make sure to tip the barmaids. <laughs>